to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 288 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd, and we are post MIS, post Kevin Harvick victory. Oh, so much to talk about. I cannot wait to get into this. Got a jam-packed show. It's going to be absolutely awesome. And hey, here we are, 15 winners through 23 races. Can we get two more in three? It's looking a lot better now than it was heading into Michigan. I'll get into all of that with Jeff Striegel here a little later on in the show. Um, hope you all had a great weekend. It was abso- It was such an insane weekend. Uh, Friday, uh, Lindsay and I headed out to Firekeepers for uh, the Joey Logano interview, which you'll hear in just a few minutes. Uh, had an absolutely great time with them. Uh, Firekeepers, huge props to you guys for the tickets, for setting up the interview, uh, the great hospitality. Love Firekeepers Casino. Uh, stayed there the weekend. Lindsay was there with me Friday night and and had a great time. Uh, it was great to hang have Lindsay there uh, to see the interview, to be a part of that. And uh, then we had a little date night afterwards, which was awesome. Uh, Lindsay's mom stayed with Alden Friday night. Then Saturday, I headed to the track. Lindsay headed home. Oh, man, it was so busy, so hot on Saturday. Uh, you know, last weekend, uh, first weekend of August was, you know, picture perfect, you know, 75, breezy, just beautiful. Of course, though, when when you put race weekend in August, uh, you're it's, of course, going to be 95 degrees outside. Uh, it was Definitely, definitely a hot one, but that's all right. Uh, Saturday, met up with Cone, did some ARCA driver interviews, which you'll hear later on in the show. Talked with Cone as well. Uh, got to hang out with Eric from the Super Speedway podcast, Tom from Seriously Fast Media. Uh, let's see who else was there. Bob Pockress was there. Uh, Daniel McFadden was there, which was cool. Got to see him. He'll be. It's been a minute since he's been on the show. We're gonna get something lined up with him. Uh, saw Chris Knight, which was awesome. Uh, got to catch up with a lot of great people and got to see a lot of you guys, which was awesome. Uh, met up with a ton of fans and followers at the um, uh, tweet up. Don't know why I was drawing a blank there, which was great. Um, and gave away a ton of koozies and shirts. Uh, and then it rained in buckets uh and i was looking at the radar and it i did not think it looked good and i'm gonna be honest uh the first time dad and being away from my little baby boy uh set in and since uh i didn't think we were gonna get it in uh i i packed up and and i i headed out while it was pouring down rain and felt confident in that decision uh and then they go racing and i actually got home right as they were starting the race which was good uh but there there is a a a awesome part to the story uh pre i mean you guys know what a harvick fan i am and i've got to see him win in person which is awesome and yes uh it would have been awesome to be there for that but i can't tell you as a dad who uh you know with his first five month old baby boy 
uh, to be able to hold Alden while we were both watching the TV as Harvick crossed the finish line. Uh, I know he's not going to know the father-son moment we had until he's able to see and understand pictures, uh, but that was an absolutely awesome father-son moment for me, uh, and, and I will take that and was very, very happy to be able to do it that way. But... Uh, doesn't mean I don't have a ton about ton to talk about because uh, I was able to watch it. Saturday was incredible. Uh, and like I said, it was just great to get back out to MIS. Uh, they, they do such a great job. Ton of people showed up. All of that, though, I'm going to get into it with Striegel here, who will be back for his annual post MIS show. Uh, I got, like I said, I got Joy Logano in a minute. I got uh, the Orange Cone, some ARCA drivers, uh, Newdorf. Got your lucky dog, lap down picks, of course, lap traffic fantasy. And I am just, I'm so pumped to uh, be able to drop in here from this past Friday, uh, this interview from Joey Logano. I hope you guys like it. It was such an honor to be able to do this and to be able to talk to him uh, and to be able to hang out with him for a little bit too, which was which was kind of cool. Uh, Lindsay got to talk to him. You know, he's got the 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 new baby, uh, and Alden wasn't too far uh, behind uh, their last child's birth, which was really cool. So here we go, Joey Logano from Firekeepers this past Friday.
Oh, Lap Traffic Nation. How cool was that? Joey Logano. Uh, great time there. Got to spend a few minutes with him afterwards, uh, which was cool as well. Did some photos, all that good stuff. Uh, and huge props to Firekeepers Casino for uh, making all of that happen, which was just awesome. Appreciate their partnership and all of that. Um, all right. Uh, let's get into some actual race talk from this weekend. Let's keep things rolling and uh, get Jeff Striegel back on the line. 
All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his 22nd appearance on the show, the legendary voice over at MRN. You'll catch him at Berlin Raceway this weekend. Uh, welcome back to the show after an awesome MIS weekend. Jeff Striegel, what's up, brother? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm uh, recuperating like a normal Monday after being on the road. But Michigan always takes a little more out of me because we find ourselves doing a little more things that, you know, pertain to fun. So all in all, man, what a great weekend. What a what a great weekend. Not only on the track, off the track. We had the weather delay, of course, and but nothing was going to slow us down. It was a good weekend. Absolutely, man. Well, first, I got to I got to hit with this because uh, obviously, you know how grateful I am for all of your time you've given the show. You are now the lone wolf in first place with 22 appearances, uh, topping the orange cone at 20. Uh, Sherwin from the PETM podcast at 21. You are you are now by yourself up there, sir. So thank you. Does that make me a regular? Yeah, I think it does. Yes. Yeah. You're up there in the percentage of race coverages now for sure on the show. People are getting sick of hearing me on your show. I'm not going to lie. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. I no. appreciate it. Thank no. you. Thank you, man. Uh, what a, you know, like I said, incredible weekend. Uh, we talked about it last week on our uh, pre-race MIS weekend show that we had a hunch people were going to show up uh, and that they did camping uh, they announced it sold out uh, and it was the largest attended race at MIS since 2016 as reported by Bob Pacris so I'll trust that stat um, I stood down by the entrance to the elevator uh, of where we went up to uh, you know see the race Jeff and I just watched people pile in for hours from the gate like it, it didn't slow down they were lined up ready to come in the second the gate open and and they just kept coming and coming in and coming in and it was an amazing sight to see you could tell there were a lot of people there yeah and and people make energy and there was a lot of energy at the track all weekend long i mean it started midweek as you know they open up the campgrounds early and the people were lined up and they were ready to go they were sold out in the infield i think two or three campgrounds neighboring campgrounds were also sold out. I know that all of their hospitality venues were sold out. I know that all of their suites were sold out. And you add to that uh, what was a very good crowd. The part that I hated was when we got the pop-up shower on Sunday, it looked like we were going to be racing on Monday. I mean, it certainly looked like we were not going to get that show in. And everybody, I mean, everybody today has a phone. They got a radar. They can see that it looks, you know, doesn't look good. Uh, we didn't think it looked good either. And I did see during the delay a number of people that were leaving, probably banking on the fact that we were not going to race. Now, how many of them actually turned around and came back an hour and a half later? I don't know. My guess is probably not a lot of them. Uh, so, I mean, it really kind of caught us all off guard and you were there. So you saw it unfold like we did. We were thinking that, you know, at the top of the hour, I think it was four o'clock that we would throw it back to the stations and we would continue the delay. Plus we were waiting for the true line of showers to hit us. Right. They never did. They the track a, dried. That wasn't even the shower that was supposed to hit us. Correct. <laughs> you know, the, the, the heavy stuff isn't supposed to be here for about another 20 minutes. Yep. And uh, so we got the call that they were going to do 
pre-race at 4.15, and Alex and I kind of looked at each other and thought, man, they could go now. And about that time, it's like, and we need to go now because we have that window. The track is dry. And then NASCAR doing what I thought was a good thing, saying, hey, we're ready. Let's move this up. And so we came back on at 4 o'clock. It was shortly after four pre-race ceremonies were wrapped up, and we were racing, and we never looked back. Yeah, incredible. Just incredible. Um, Jeff, Toyota had speed yeah. all weekend. Picked up the win Saturday afternoon with Ty Gibbs. Uh, had speed on the cup side. Uh, we saw Hamlin race his way back to a top five after a late speeding penalty. Kyle Busch had speed. His day ended early. Uh, but, of course, Bubba Wallace uh, on the pole finished second um bubba catches a lot of heat from the fan base uh he does well at the super speedways but him going out putting up the lap he did for qualifying uh and then backing it up with a top two that that's a big statement from him as a driver him as his team uh i i think that was an incredible showing by that team all weekend long well and let's not forget that that's the fourth consecutive top 10 for that team they've found something they've been searching for for a year and a half and that is speed and they have it yes bubba is hard on himself and sometimes the fans react uh i'm not always sure why they react because you know bubba was hard on himself afterwards saying you know it felt like i left something out there um we've we've talked about this so many times on this show that every puzzle piece has to fit together if you're going to win a race at that level. There's just no way uh, that you can, you know, overcome a mistake or, you know, this or that and find yourself in victory lane. It's just too hard to win at the cup level. And, you know, Bubba found himself outside of the top 20 at one point late in the race, had enough speed to rally back got involved in a um an ongoing tremendous battle for second and that allowed kevin harvick to pull away and ultimately win by four seconds the biggest lead we'd seen all day but i think you've got to look at that team and and obviously with kurt and now ty gibbs that organization is clicking so it's not going to be long, and we're going to be talking about Bubba winning on a mile-and-a-half racetrack or a three-quarter mile racetrack like at Richmond. I don't think that this is a team that we can overlook. Uh, I don't think Bubba or anybody who drives the 45 car, whether it's Ty again or whether Kirk can come back, and hopefully he can, I just don't think this is an organization we can overlook. I think it took them a year and a half to get their footing, uh, to find their speed. They found it. And now it's just a matter of putting the rest of the pieces together and they're going to be a factor week in and week out. And I'm, I'm happy for them. Absolutely. I'm with you there. Uh, speaking of speed, we, we saw some speed out there this weekend uh, yesterday. I mean, qualifying, uh, you know, I think uh, the speed pushed close to 200. Uh, we saw speeds 199, 200 yesterday. Uh, what did you think of what the new car put on performance wise from a, on-track competition perspective yesterday. Well, yeah, I was listening to a lot of the post-race stuff on my drive home last night, and uh, I'm just going to quote as best I can somebody that was a caller. And he said, I've been going to Michigan for years and years, and there have been times when they put on some really good racing. And then we all recognize over the course of the last couple of years, and maybe since the repave, the races have not been as good 
his quote was, yesterday was the best race I've ever seen at Michigan. And that was echoed by just about everybody calling in. And I have to agree. There, there's no reason to argue that. There's no reason to debate it. Other than the fact that Kevin pulled away there at the end, it was a nonstop battle at the front of the field. I, I don't know what else we could ask for. There were two-car battles, three-car battles, five- and six-car battles at the front of the field. It just depended on uh, – a lot of it really, Brandon, as you know, depended on the way that the teams were strategizing during a green flag stop or at the end of a stage break or at the comp caution. We didn't always have the fast cars at the front of the field. So, you know, as an example, we had Kyle Busch pitting there at the end of the comp caution and restarting back. I think he was 22nd, ultimately getting caught up in that crash. But my point is there were times when Denny was up front. There was times when Denny had to make his way back up front. There were times when Harvick and Chastain were up front. There were times when Chastain and Harvick had to rally back from deep in the field. So the, the crazy thing in my mind is we never really saw all of the good cars up front at the end of the race to say, okay, here are the six, eight, 10 best cars on the track. And they line up one through 10. Let's see who wins. I mean, obviously we know that Denny had to come from, and I just don't remember 24th. Yeah. I he, think he was with 35 there. laps. He was back there. Yeah. yeah. 24th with 35 to go. And yet he's up there, you know, trying to win the darn race. So, at the end of the day, I thought the product on the track delivered exactly what NASCAR hoped it would, and I think the fans reacted, and that, from what I can tell, everybody, for the most part, liked the show. Absolutely. You know, we had uh, we had passing, you know, the fact, like you just said, the fact Denny was able to do that uh, without using uh, restarts to be able to yeah. pass. Uh, you know, we had side drafting. We had, you know, bump drafting to a degree coming out of two, getting pushes down the backstretch. Uh, we had competition at the line. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it definitely was an incredible race that MIS put on. And, you know, people that maybe didn't come to the track this past, uh, this past weekend because they weren't sure uh, because of maybe what products we have seen, uh, I, I bet you things – are even more uh, increased from a fan attendance perspective next year based on what we saw yesterday. I can't imagine why we wouldn't. People are looking for good stock car racing. Yesterday at Michigan proved that to be the case there, and there's no reason not to expect a full house again when we come back there in 2023. I, I would certainly give them an A. I thought Michigan did a great job. Um, and, and NASCAR did a great job. And so when you take the track and you look at the track um, and what they delivered and what NASCAR delivered, I think people are walking away, giving them a thumbs up. Absolutely. Uh, the talk media center Saturday, Jeff, was uh, that there is no way anybody that hasn't gotten a win yet this year was going to win 
on Sunday. And lo and behold, one, two finish for two guys. I mean, Harvick obviously now has a win, but did not have a win going into Sunday. Uh, and Bubba uh, didn't have a win. So is, does, is that a staple statement here for some of these teams, like maybe Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, uh, as, as we wrap up with three races to go in the regular season? Yeah, absolutely. Just go up and down pit road at Richmond and let those drivers without a win, just let them know that they have no shot. Just go ahead and tell Truex that he has no shot of making the playoffs by getting a win. Let Ryan Blaney and Bubba and the rest of the group, let Eric Jones know that he's got no shot because, you know, he hasn't won. These are drivers all capable of winning. At one point yesterday, I believe four of the top five late in the race, had not won yet in 2022. Turns out Harvick being one of those gets his win yesterday. We still have big names, big talent, big teams that are trying to punch their ticket by getting a victory. Do I think that we're going to get another first-time winner at either Richmond, the Glen, or Daytona? There's no way I would bet that we wouldn't. I mean, why would you wager a bet to say, I don't think we're going to see another first-time winner. We're going to the Glen. Truex is fantastic. We're going to Daytona. Ryan Blaney is fantastic. Uh, Bubba is going to be very good there. There's no reason to think at all that we couldn't see one, maybe two more, teams that have yet to win this year get a win over the course of the next three well you know when when we look at it we're, we're kind of in a mini playoff run right now because of the way things have shaped up so far this season you know some of these races are almost a, a prelim to the playoffs because every race that ticks by that martin truex and ryan blaney don't win uh you know that's one less shot of them being able to make the playoffs so we're we're they're probably in playoff mode right now, just based on the uh, survival aspect of things. I uh, couldn't agree more. You could use baseball or football as the perfect analogy. You've got two teams squaring off, and one of those two teams is going to make the wild card. The other one is going to be done at the end of regular season, and they happen to be playing a four-game series you know, to wrap up regular season. You know one's going to advance, one is not. They're going to play it as though it's the World Series. Absolutely. You know that Blaney and Wallace and Truex and everybody else, they're looking at these final three races as though this is our championship. Because if we don't win here, we won't be racing for a championship. And I think you're going to see, I mean, obviously, um, you know, if we just look at Ryan and Martin, just those two, both of them carry a ton of speed. They represent major organizations. They've got spectacular teams behind them. One of those two is not going to race for a championship. Maybe both, but at least one of them. Well, I, I say that, but I suppose if then you start doing the math. Sorry, so I got a little ahead of myself. <laughs> yes, if they both pull off a win. Uh, in the final three races, then yes, they would be. But the point here, I think everybody understands, we're going to have some. We're going to have somebody, a big name, representing a big team with a ton of talent that is not going to be racing for a championship at the end of the year. Yes. Yep. I I agree one hundred percent there. Um, 
four now eight win win streak at MIS. Uh, Kevin Harvick picking up his first win of the season, his sixth win at that track over the last eight races. Um, what did you think of that performance? I mean, like I said a, a little bit ago, everybody was, you know, oh, the force not going to win. They haven't shown speed all year. I think some of it had to do a little bit. Uh, I think Rodney Childress, uh, you know, went on a little bit different strategy there. I believe they pitted towards the end of stage two and sacrificed some points. Uh, and that ended up being one of the moves that helped, I think, get that car to victory lane. Uh, but it's not like they didn't have any speed there yesterday. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you can have all the strategy you want. At the end of the race, Harvick was flying and leaving everybody, and everybody was scrambling trying to catch him, and they couldn't. I will say that uh, I didn't see that coming, and I, I'll be the first to admit, I said it would be one of the Hendrick Chevrolets in victory lane when you and I talked last week. Yep. Uh, you know, Kyle Larson was the only one from Hendrick that had any kind of speed at all, uh, in my opinion. Yes, they all have speed. I get it. But as far as speed in order to run up front and win, Kyle Larson was the only one who had it. And I certainly didn't see a Ford in victory lane. In fact, I think uh, when you and I talked, I may have said maybe Blaney. Yep. You know, just knowing that uh, he was coming off the win from a year ago. But again, it's a brand new car, different car, uh, no notes. So, you know, Blaney is on a level playing field with everybody else. But just based on what we've seen from the Ford camps of late did not give me any reason at all to think that they would come out there and do what they did. At one point, I remember saying to Alex Hayden, there is one Ford in the top 10, I believe it was Harvick at the time. It may have been Blaney, don't know. And that Ford was running ninth. It was being dominated by Chevrolets and Toyotas. Okay, it just let's just, uh, you know, bury Ford right now because there's no way they're going to win. Well, now we're down to 40 laps to go, and there's five Fords running in the top 10, three of them in the top four or five. And I'm still not convinced at that point because I still wasn't looking at Hamlin being up there. I think Bubba was trying to rally back from restarting back outside the top 20. You know, again, those, those deals of rotation after green flag stops and whatnot, they just had the field scrambled up. But I still wasn't convinced that it was going to be a Ford in victory lane. Right up until we got, uh, what, the last run there to the checkers, whenever that was, with 35 to go or whatnot, and Harvick, you know, out front by eight car lengths, and it was 12, then it was 15, and we're saying he's up by a second and a half now, too, you know? So it's like, yeah, I don't know if anybody's going to catch him. Yeah. Because whatever they did to light that car on fire during that last pit stop, it worked, and he is checking out and waving bye-bye. And at that point, it's like, unless we get a caution, and I think if we would have, I don't know what would have happened because Denny would have been there. Bubba would have been there. Chastain was good and others. But no caution flag flew. Harvick pulled away and put Ford back in victory lane. Yes. Oh, great recap there, sir. That was a perfect reset. Loved it. Um, all right. We are headed, as we mentioned, to Richmond, uh, where Ford's been dominant at MIS. Toyota has been dominant at Richmond, having won nine of the last 13 races there. Uh, we mentioned Martin Truex. Uh, you know, 
I, I think writing could be, I mean, could you imagine, Jeff, just three more brand new winners as we wrap this thing out, which is very potential. Yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, I, I look at where is the 19 team right now? They are probably number four in that camp. When I look at, you know, and, and I'm not going to go back through the whole year because, you know, what they did back in February and March doesn't make any difference uh, compared to what they're going to do this weekend in August. So I look at those Toyotas and, you know, obviously I don't know what Bubba's going to do and we don't know who's going to be in the 45 car. So it's hard to, to speculate on that one. So I'm going to set them aside. So now you look at, I think the odds going in, if I had to lay money down right now, I would continue to take Kyle Busch, who has shown, it's either the, the 18 or the 11, they continue to show amazing speed. Kyle has had probably, arguably, one of the best cars, if not the best car, week after week after week, he's coming away with absolutely nothing. Um, in fact, you'd have to do the stats for me, but I don't remember the last time Kyle had a top 10. And that's just crazy because week in and week out, the 18 team, in my opinion, uh, comes into a Sunday afternoon race as the odds on favorite, but then they end up for some reason finishing 23rd and 31st and so on and so forth. So my point here is this Truex, if Truex, if it's going to be a Toyota, that's cool, and I do think they're going to be the organization and, and the manufacturer to beat. The problem for Truex is he's got to beat his teammates, and that's going to be a tall order because Christopher Bell is as good as Christopher has ever been at this level. Denny Hamlin's got it cranked up. Kyle's got it cranked up, and Truex right now comes in, in my opinion, as the, the, the number four guy in that camp. So if you're going to win, you got to beat your three teammates along with everybody else. And I'm just not sure they're ready to do that yet. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And uh, the stat on Kyle is, is uh, eight races in a row outside the top 10, which is the longest in his career as well. So yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the reason that I think it's stunning is again, I, I honestly think if you go back and look at those races, Kyle would be the number one, two, or three pick probably on anybody's list. Yes. Um, and yet he doesn't come away with a top 10. And I'm not going to say him. I'm going to say his team. Sure, sure. Uh, the team does not come away with a top 10 finish. You know, whether he's caught up in somebody else's crash, they cut down a tire, they have a mistake on pit road. Um, they're bringing wicked fast race cars to the track. They're just not getting the results. Absolutely. Uh, random question. Uh, and you may not know the answer to this, but just speaking of the bushes and, and looking at the the standings right now, you know, Kurt Busch sitting in 20th right now. Uh, he's got one race win. Do you know what happens if Kurt is not able to race come the start of the playoffs? Does he does that potential playoff spot that would go to him? Does that get forfeited, so to speak? If he's I don't know the answer. Car? Yeah, I'm going to just be honest. I don't yeah. know the answer to that. That's uh, that's an interesting, that's something that I actually haven't heard anybody talk about. And I think that every week that Kurt sits out, it becomes more and more realistic. Um, I mean, obviously, Kurt hurt far more severely yeah. in that Pocono crash than, you know, what we thought. Uh, we saw him, I mean, I, I remember it off three, 
right there in the front straightaway. And Alex and I looked down, he dropped the window net and climbed out of the car and walked away like we see so many people do. Yep. But uh, obviously that was a vicious hit and it's going to take him some time to recover. And I, I will applaud them for this. It is obvious that he is listening to his doctors yeah. and they're not going to push this. Kurt's a competitor. He might be one of the fiercest competitors in that garage. And you know it is difficult for him to not be behind the wheel of his number 45 Monster Energy Toyota. And so for him to sit there and watch somebody else wheel it, you know, I respect him a lot for saying, I will come back when I'm cleared and not a moment before. There's just no reason to push it. He's accomplished everything in his career and um, that, I'm, that I'm sure that he set out to accomplish. And there's just no reason to push the envelope at this point. Absolutely. And a huge shout out to Ty Gibbs picking up the win Saturday and a top 10 in the 45 yesterday at MIS. No easy task there. Uh, How about this? You know, real quick, just yeah. uh, on that, you take a look at Trackhouse that at one point during the event, they were running 1-2 uh, with Suarez and Chastain. They didn't finish that way, but they just continue to show tremendous strength as a sophomore uh, organization. And you can do the same thing with the um, 23-11 team. They, too, with Bubba you know, kicking out the results like he's doing right now. And whether it be Kurt Busch or Ty Gibbs behind the wheel of the 45 at one point, well, they did. They finished, you know, both cars in the top 10 yesterday. So all of a sudden, uh, we knew it was going to happen, Brandon. You and I have talked about it before. It was just going to be a matter of time before these two organizations became powerhouses in the garage. Yep, absolutely. You got it. You got it. Uh, Jeff, battle at Berlin this week. Talk about it, man. Uh, well, Derek Griffith just pulled in while I'm standing here talking to you. Driver out of Hudson, New Hampshire. Uh, Mike Garvey and his team arrived here a little bit earlier. We'll see them all here tomorrow for practice Tuesday. That is Tuesday practice, which is free to anybody that happens to be anywhere near the Michigan area. And they want to come over. So practice tomorrow is free. We put the cars on the track at 5 o'clock. And we got a band that's going to be playing following that when the cars are off the track at 8 o'clock. Then on Wednesday, our gates will open at 1 o'clock. Uh, $18 online, $25 at the gate. William Byron will be here. I think he was 12th yesterday. Eric Jones will be here after his great run. Ty Majeski will be here, Camping World Truck Series driver, and, of course, Carson Hosovar, uh, also a truck series driver and a superstar when it comes to super late models, along with, I mean, I just mentioned Derek. Bubba Pollard is here, and if I start, then I've got to name them all, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, the hitters have got to contend with our regulars because we run super lates here on Saturday night. And Brian Campbell and Evan Shotgo and, you know, some of our stars are going to go head-to-head with these guys. So all of that Tuesday and Wednesday right here at the Berlin Raceway. That's awesome, man. I love it. Jeff, appreciate you as always taking the time to come on the show. Uh, I love our uh, pre- and post-MIS stuff that we do. It's great. Uh, great time at the track this weekend. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll set something up down the road. We'll recap this season here. Uh, in, you know, 13-ish weeks or so, man. 
Well, I like it too, but I don't like it when I'm wrong. I mean, I was on the show less than a week ago telling you that, you know, look for a Hendrix Chevrolet to just cakewalk it all the way to Victory Lane. I couldn't have been further away. I would have told you at the time, Ford, no shot. And if you go back, I'm sorry, I'm dragging this out, but if you go back and look at the Toyotas and the way they ran at California, a sister track, are they the same? Of course not. Are they similar? Yes. Toyotas had no speed there, um, but kudos to that entire organization and that manufacturer because they've been working to build speed in those cars that showed up this weekend. I just, I just would rather be right than wrong, Brandon. I, I, I just don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't like being wrong, but I'll admit it when I am, and I was. Yes, yes. No, it's. Uh, I mean, if we could be right all the time, then we just need to be placing some Vegas bets, and correct. You know, we'd be good to go. So. <laughs> yeah, lost a lot of money this weekend. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I am with you. Alrighty, sir. Well, we'll catch you soon, man. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. Take See care. Ya. Thank you. Oh, Lab Traffic Nation. Great to catch up with Striegel. Always a great addition to the show. Uh, all right. Let's keep things going. Let's do a little Lap Traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. And yes, I know I rattle a lot of those off, and I'm not too active, for example, on Twitch per se, but. But uh, I have been doing some TikToking. Yes, there are some TikTok videos out there, uh, and we're just having a little fun with that. Not, uh, haven't done anything of me acting a fool, uh, but have uploaded some content to TikTok. So go check that out. It's at Lat Traffic PC as well. Um, and again, if you've made it this far into the show, leave a review, all that good stuff. Uh, huge shout outs to At Atlanta Racing and At The Throwback Brand for their giveaways that they do. Uh, let's see. Gave a ton of stickers and koozies and shirts away and all that good stuff at the track. Got some new followers. Freaky, fr- <laughs> freaky Fast Broadcasting at Freaky Fast. Griffin Banks at The Griffin Banks. NASCAR Bears and WWE Guy. I mean... Bears, I'm a Lions guy, but NASCAR and WWE, go check out a couple episodes ago. Had Seamus on the podcast. Uh, go check it out, man. Uh, MJ Serralo at Driver of 54 Car, motorsports fan from Illinois. And uh, Nick Polanski at Nick Joey Logano. Uh, I'm sure you love today's show with Logano a little bit ago. Uh, that's cool. You guys want stickers, koozies? I've got free ones. Uh, just fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. I will send them out for free. And, of course, there's T-shirts, hoodies, all that good stuff on the website uh, if you are so inclined. So there's that. Um, all right. Normally, we'd be doing a little weather. But first, uh, let's get the orange cone and some of the ARCA drivers. Uh, we did a grid walk in the ARCA garage Saturday afternoon. This is just kind of a compilation. Uh, I'm just going to drop some sound clips in here, and I hope you guys like it.
talked a lot about it over the last few months, podcasts and whatnot. For those new followers, new listeners, uh, you know, give a little quick history uh, who you plan to write to, all that gear and everything.
Michigan before? No, that's my first time here. So a little trick. Uh, when you get into turn one, uh, hold on tight, close your eyes, and, and hope for the best. Uh, that, that's what people have said to me. So I'm going to testify to one person that does know you this weekend here. Um, what, uh, what, are some, what are the other tracks that you've been at this year? going good. Um, actually, we're getting ready to start number 400 coming up in Milwaukee. So this is like 396, and we've got about 20 of them that are Michigan. It's a great track. We love being here. It's our home track. Uh, we've had a couple rough years here before last year. Last year we finished 11th, and we were hoping to break the top 10. That's awesome, man. Uh, where's home? Michigan right here uh, in Shelby County. Oh, shit. I'm in Ward. Start just where you finish, right? Really, I mean, it's 200, mi 200 miles, so we got time to get up there. Who's on the car? Where can everybody follow you on social media and all that? Uh, website is bradsmithmotorsports.com. Facebook, I think, is 48 Driver Brad Smith. Twitter is Driver Brad Smith. And I think Instagram is Driver Brad Smith. Well, it's nice when they all work out like that. <laughs> well, man, best of luck tonight. We'll be rooting for you, and uh, we'll see you out in Shelby. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Traffic Nation, I'm here with Zachary of the 06. Man, what's going on? How, how are you feeling about going out there today? No practice, no qualifying. Well, uh, not the first time I've done this, so I'm I'm actually feeling pretty good about it. Not just, not just out here again, but, you know, I, I did over 2,000 laps on iRacing here, and I managed to last year, so I feel a little more confident here than I did on other tracks, and I'm just in familiar with the place, and I felt like those one lap
interesting one out there tonight when you guys get rolling, eh? Yeah, it will be. Well, we didn't get any practice. We're qualified. And, uh, so we're, we're, we're optimistic on uh, this weekend. And um, uh, we did good in here last year. The car hasn't changed that much as far as our setup goes. So we're, we're having a, hoping for a little bit of weather we did last year. Now, Michigan, Pocono uh, are some of the bigger tracks that the ARCA Series goes to. Tracks, dirt tracks. What's your what's your preference? Well, I cut my teeth on the short track, like half miles, like Illegal Speedway, so I'm pretty comfortable around. But uh, you know, the, the bigger tracks here, uh, you know, I'm really starting to really like these, so these are warming up on, on me. Um, you know, like I said, uh, we're, eventually we want to go down to Daytona, probably something like that. And uh, so, but I, I, I like the short tracks. The mid tracks starting to warm up on me myself. Uh, it's, it's, it's becomes a favorite, I think, for a lot of people. The open speed. Uh, the lanes, hopefully you guys will be able to use all all five of them out there tonight. Uh, it's, the nice thing, track temps will be a little cooler out there, uh, so hopefully you guys have a little extra grip out there. Yeah, yeah, the track is very, very um, nice and open as far as the weather. The lanes are on the side and run, and uh, you're, not, you're not, you know, running over people so much. And uh, you, a lot of rules for you to be able to follow it. So you can, you don't get in trouble, and you can stay out of trouble fairly easily. Where can everybody follow you out on social media, and who do you got on the car this weekend? Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, we have a team page on there. And uh, sponsor-wise, we have uh, Sinkon Performance Flooring on the hood, uh, Parkway Services on the side. I have my wife's business on there, and Forge Photography, uh, PCNIC Photography. And um, we just picked up a, a new sponsor. Uh, God, we just picked up yesterday, so I'm trying to remember that. Uh, Gold Kind. Anytime you can add more sponsors to it, right? Right, yeah, because we were actually loading up on the trailer, and uh, we got a call today, and we found you another sponsor. Are you interested? And yes, we said yes, we're going to call you. Awesome. Well, listen, man, best of luck to you tonight, and uh, stay safe out there. All right, thank you so much. All right, Land Traffic Nation, uh, continuing the uh, ARCA Garage uh, Gridwalk here, and I am here with Roger with Rev Racing. First time at NIS, man?
All right, Lat Traffic Nation, great to have all of those ARCA drivers on during a little mini grid walk there. Hope you guys enjoyed that compilation there. Uh, but right now, joining me on the line, you can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Steadwell at RaceWeather. Welcome back to the show, Brian Newdorf. Brian, what's up, man? How are you? Doing well. Sorry for the... Uh... Sounds like I'm uh, hands-free because I am, but uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Life's good, you know. We're we're getting close to the playoffs. Um, playoffs. Sorry. Uh, I can drop the Jim Morris soundbite in there. That's no problem. Playoffs. I know like I did that pretty well. Playoffs. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty good actually, for sure. You gotta go up and you gotta get raspy in the voice. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yes. Here, um, we'll we'll uh, drop the soundbite in right now. So we're going to Richmond, and I was in the D.C. area for the second time. My sister lives in there, and I could talk more about why I went. It's, the, it's about the dorkiest and the geekiest thing, and I'm very proud of it, by the way, of why I went. But since we do talk about weather on this show, you know, you talk about how horrible Michigan weather is. No, there is a special, horrible kind of hot that is in the D.C., Virginia area. It is just I don't know how to describe it. You would think our founding fathers would have liked trees. I don't know what it is. I would have <laughs> shade would be very, very much appreciated there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, wow. Uh, well, hey. Oh no! It's, you know that that'll happen. That'll. Ha I mean, it was it was balls hot this weekend here at MIS. Uh, it was it was almost miserable. Uh, it and. To those that had to sit in the grandstands, it may have been. Uh, I will fully admit to the fact that I enjoyed being able to hit the air conditioner press box and media center when it got a little crazy out there. But, uh, yeah, it was it was very intense. That's that's for sure. Uh, yeah, man, like you said, playoffs. We've got three races to go. We've got 15 different winners. Uh, there's a chance if uh, Ryan Blaney or Martin Truex Jr., don't get a win over these last couple races, they miss it. And, I mean, all around, that kind of sucks, but, you know, ultimately it wasn't, this was kind of what, this was kind of what, uh, you know, fans wanted. You go back, this was kind of a, a rule change for, like, I think, you know, what was it? I think uh, Matt Kenseth, you know, won a championship without winning a race, I think it was, uh, or... And then Brian Newman got into the playoffs without really winning a race, kind of back. And then fans wanted wins to matter more than uh, consistency. Absolutely, yeah. Ryan Newman, uh, that he he finished second, uh, did not win a race, uh, pointed his way to the final four the first year of the new format. Yes, that. Uh, that was crazy. They that you know, uh, we did see that happen though with Matt Crafton in the Truck Series a couple years ago, where he won the uh, Truck Championship without winning a race. So it it can happen. Just uh, the probability is not very high on that. So yeah, I mean, but then again, that's that's just a special rare um, case where that kind of stuff uh, happens, and you gotta you gotta play the cards that have been dealt. Yes, no, for sure. Um, well, before we get into the weather this weekend, uh, I've got to throw this out there just to poke a little fun. Uh, the college preseason uh, football rankings came out, and I did not see the Purdue Boilermakers in the top 25 preseason ranking. You must not know Purdue football because 
like even looking. Now, I am, I'm okay, let me be honest. I am a little bit surprised because, you know, we have Aiden O'Connell back, and, I mean, we played uh, a Tennessee team in that Music City Bowl without, like, our star wide receivers, which we don't have. One, one went to the NFL and one failed out. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. That's what happened. Yeah. I mean, yes, we uh, yes, we lost one of our really big uh, defensive people. But we've got, I mean, our quarterback's in talks for, you know, one of the top, not just the Heisman, but the other top, you know, I can't remember the ward off the top of my head. So we should be tough. Let's just, I mean, I mean, we should be tough. But I, I think we like to be, you know, spoiler makers. That's Iowa last year. Okay. Um, Absolutely. So, I tell you what, I mean, you know, Michigan, whenever they're ranked high uh, preseason, does not favor well for them. And I am not looking forward to going uh, into Iowa for our real first big game of the year because uh, they're going to want to get some retribution on that ass kicking we gave them in the Big Ten championship game. So. Please, ran up the score for whatever. I mean, what? Right. <laughs> you know, but we'll. Uh, We'll see what happens. We'll, uh, we'll we'll do we'll definitely have some college football talk here as uh, we get closer to uh, kickoff weekend here in just a man what three weeks that's nuts. Um, let's see. Well, and and the other thing uh, you've been on we have not skipped any weeks here in in quite a few but uh, next week is definitely going to be an off week so uh, be prepared for a a week push out there. I think we've done like five weeks in a row, which is a long stretch uh, this year. I mean, hell, uh, first five years of the show, you did 60 weeks in a row. <laughs> well, I did get back-to-back weeks when we, we messed things up a little bit with yes. uh, Indy. Um, and you got to have both of us on again. We've got a couple. We've got to get a couple big races where you're going to have both of us on. Yes, we'll, uh, we'll figure something out for that during the playoffs. That's, yeah. Uh, That'll work. That'll work. All right. Well, uh, Richmond this weekend. We've got uh, trucks Friday and uh, cups Sunday. What uh, What are things looking like? Well, the good news is, is uh, if you were going to the race, you wouldn't have to be a coward and leave early. Oh wow! Uh, wow! You know, Burn. And, uh, I don't know if you only had meteorologists that you knew that you could have like texted or called and said, "Hey, did this front look really good?" Because these uh, NASCAR riders not meteorologists are saying it doesn't look good and uh you know i don't know but if you only knew meteorologists you know only did i mean you know what let me give you an idea maybe you should have meteorologists come on your podcast each week and give a forecast that's a great then, idea you know i'm just thinking about things you know uh eric said well brian Newdorf, they're really known in nascar things you know doing weather that's a great idea. I, I love spitballing back and forth like that. I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm here to help, man. I'm here to help. You. Appreciate you. Yeah. That's a great idea. Do, do weather for NASCAR. Oh, hey, that's me. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, I'm, I'm filling because it actually, I get a, I get a good forecast. Um, and believe it or not, finally, the, if anybody here has been in anywhere from the Ohio Valley, the Tennessee Valley, where it has just been hot and you, you basically are like, oh, it's hot with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Okay. Oh wow! Surprise. <laughs> yeah, granted, it has been uh, July and August. We've actually got a cold front that's right now, currently on this time we're taping this, is getting ready to move through my neck of the woods. Could make me busy the next couple. 
through some more some pleasant weather. We're talking like right now for Richmond, it's looking sunny. It's looking relatively low uh, humidity dew points uh, for uh, the Richmond area with low 80s, low 80s for Richmond rate in August. That's incredible. That's what we had here last weekend at MIS, which would have been, or in Michigan, which would have been awesome for the race. But uh, we'll we'll take what we can get. That's okay. You got to take what you can get. But you yes. know what? It's dry. Um, I guess we've had a few weather problems. But honestly, of the seasons I've done, I don't think, and I know I've been tuned out. Don't get me wrong. But usually, when usually what pulls me back in is bad weather or stretches of bad weather. And I haven't had those. So I've been able to. It's just been tough. I'm going to be honest. In, a, in the job I do now where I don't have a lot more freedom to do NASCAR weather like I used to, and then I've got you know, kids in college, and around the same time they move, and I'm just trying to get as much time with them before they completely just fly out of the nest. Um, I think my wife and I are here getting ready to see your little one turn six months. Um, yes. I've, got, I've got two 21-year-olds and a 19-year-old, and uh, I kind of look at my wife and I say, you know what? Because one of our sons is actually supposed to graduate in, in the spring of this ne- of next year. And I'm like, this may be the last time where we've got all three boys technically living with us. Wow. Be, you know, technically. This right. could be the last stretch of where we have all three homes that are technically living with us because they all don't have their apartment or their housing yet. So, yes, they're, this is their address. But come, you know, May and June, if the other one gets a job or finds something, that's crazy uh, to think about that. Yeah, like you said, I got a six-month-old. He's going to be here for a minute in the house. So. <laughs> yeah. No, going back, yeah, it looks like nice weather in Richmond, if anything changes. I can, this far out, I never like to go, uh, you know, odds of racing 100% just because, hey. It is early. It's early. I mean, we. I still go back to the race where they ran the Monday night race at Daytona. That race early on looked like a slam. Like, it was going to be absolutely dry until, like, Wednesday. And then, you know, everything just changed. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well. Well, you know, tell, tell Joey Logano hi. If you uh, haven't already come on. Oh, yes. No, we uh, we had him on already. Yes, he, he kicked oh, things God, off for us. Yes. Well, it was a great interview, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Lab Traffic Nation, uh, make sure you follow Brian on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather for all the updates. Uh, sir, appreciate you. Good to catch up, and uh, we'll catch you here in a couple weeks. Sounds good. All right, man. We'll see you. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, it is time for this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks from MIS. Uh, you guys know the drill. Tweet your picks. I'll read them back on the show. Tag you guys in social media. Ah, my lucky dog. I mean, how is it not? The four of Kevin Harvick, man. It feels like, you know, just yesterday we were just rattling him off every week. Lucky dog. Him and Hamlin back in 2020. Uh, he's gotten a lot of lap downs, but uh, he's coming strong this week with the lucky dog picks, which is awesome. My lap down, the weather. Ah, uh, man, just threw a wrench in things a little bit there. But uh, nonetheless, the fans turned out. And I guess the fans, a bonus pick there because uh, the racing was absolutely incredible. And you all showed up, showed up for it, which is great. Uh, all right. 
Let's get to your pick. Scott at 1985 Wagner. Lucky dog. Kevin Harvick. Finally, bonus lucky dog. Lap traffic at MIS for a for the win. Uh, love it. Lap down Kyle Busch. If it wasn't for bad luck, he'd have no luck for sure. Uh, bad NASCAR official at Bad NACAR. I love a good parody account. Uh, lucky dog. The happy guy. Lap down. Passing the leader looked impossible. Uh, B1624 at B1624. Lucky Dog Harvick lap down Seabell. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire. Lucky Dog Harvick. No doubt. Honorable mention Ty Gibbs. Going to be fun to watch him in the future. Lap down Bubba. Damn close again. Needs to keep his head up. Keep digging for sure. Let's see here. David. At Real David Kahn, Lucky Dog Harvick, we all know the reason. A lap down, Bubba Wallace, possibly the fastest car, came up just a bit short again. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan, Lucky Dog Harvick snaps the streak. A lap down, Toyota teams, by far the fastest cars and blew numerous opportunities. Also, Kyle Busch as Ty Gibbs had and Ty Gibbs had a great day. Uh, more and more likely, he moves into the 18 in 2023. Ooh. Jess, I see what you're doing there. Uh, Kristen at K Hogland 79. Lucky dog, me for picking both winners this weekend. I love it. Lap down, Kyle Bush not finding any luck. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net. Lucky dog, Kevin Harvick finally closing. Uh, his uh, longest losing streak becoming the 15th different winner this season. I think we have a strong shot to get to 16 different winners by Daytona. I love it, Matt. Lap down Bubba Wallace. Fastest car came up a little short. Uh, Matthew at CH9 SE fan. Lucky dog. Lap traffic getting a big win at home with Harvick when he needed it most. I love it, Matt. Lap down. I don't have one. So shout out to Ty Gibbs on another really good run. Top 10, I believe, in his third start. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, Mick at Godocks 5 Lucky Dog 14 puts pressure on everyone uh, without a win lap down lack of tire fall off yeah Mick that's true tires uh, did not matter yesterday at all uh, Mitch at Just Mitchin Lucky Dog the closer this has to be the biggest win in ages him getting hot right now before the playoffs makes exciting NASCAR lap down Kyle Busch fast car just got caught up in a bad situation and last but not least, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky Dog 14 finally puts together the win he needed badly. And Piper gets to make Keelan jealous with her victory lap. Uh, lap down the 18 Kyle Bush. need I say more. Rowdy, and I love the fact that Piper got to do it at the same track that Keelan got to do it, which uh, I think is awesome. Brother and sister getting to, to share that experience at Michigan. Very cool there. So... All right, lapped traffic fantasy players. Great to catch up with uh, Brian Newdorf there. Have him back on here in a couple weeks. It is time to close this thing out with some lap traffic fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Check the website if you need to see who you've got left. Use the uh, hashtag LTFantasy, all that good stuff. We are down to just three more races, race weekends, whatever you want to call it, before our playoff grid is set. Uh, and joining me on the line right now, dear friend of mine, uh, Berkeley native, if you will. We'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, it's Dan Sherwood. Dan, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am good, man. Welcome to the show. First time on. 
Uh, Dan's a uh, for a first time, long time. I think that's how we say it in the radio world. Um, so, Dan, we got to tell everyone kind of the funny story on, on what got you into NASCAR a couple years ago. And uh, do you want to tell or do you want me to tell? Well, you could, I mean, you could probably tell it just as good. All right. Well, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll chime in wherever you want that. Uh, so Dan and I used to, uh, well, Dan still frequents, uh, I used to frequent uh, 24 seconds in Berkeley. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about that. And, um, you know, it would be a Friday night and I'm up there playing some golden tea and Dan and I are playing some golf and, you know, it's like a truck race. And I'm like, oh, you know, asking the owner, can we get the truck race on to which I would catch flack for. But, you know, Bob would ultimately end up putting it on for me. And you're like, what, what is this NASCAR? And Dan, it didn't take you very long before, you know, you were texting me pictures of it on in your garage and you were getting into it. And it was like, well, how do I pick a driver and, and all of that? And here you are. Uh, a few years later, you've been playing in the league for a minute, and you guys attempted to attend your first race this past weekend at Michigan. But uh, you know, so what, did I miss anything yeah. there in the uh, in that? No, I mean, pretty much nailed it. Uh, I, I will say, what probably cemented it for me getting into NASCAR was a Daytona party at your house when I really started getting into it, and uh, I had a great time at that, and so it just carried from there. It just took off. And now it's kind of an obsession. I, you know, I'm watching all of them. So from Arca, the trucks, everything. So, yes. yeah. Well, <laughs> and then uh, I think what really also added to it was the one night you, me uh, and Zalen met up at 24 to watch the Eldora truck race. And yep, absolutely. I, th- I think that helped um, for, for sure with that, but yeah, the Daytona parties can't wait to do one this year. We had to take, this year off because of uh, Alden, but uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to the Daytona 500 party uh, for sure. Uh, so yeah, so Dan, his wife, and his son uh, were got to MIS. They came there, uh, but uh, then headed back when the buckets of rain came in, and uh, Dan and I both ended up watching from our from our couches. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit of a, a, a salty moment watching that race. Is uh, I was there with a pregnant wife and a three-year-old. Um, so after I knew there was going to be a lengthy delay and uh, the excellent weather app I have, you know, telling me that there's probably going to be more rain, uh-huh. we made the call to this to just get out of there before we got stuck in hours of traffic. And uh, I was about 15 minutes from getting home when I re- noticed that they're halfway through stage one. So Cranking it up. It was yes. real good. Uh, did you at least make it in? Did like, did you go to your seat to at least see the track at all? Or did you guys not even get that far? We got in, um, got, got the, the kid and the wife, a soft pretzel. I picked up a scanner, started pouring on us. Uh, we huddled under the bleachers for a while. Yeah. Um, so we basically, by the time it stopped raining, we, yeah, we walked to see where our seats would have been, showed them the track and turned back around, returned the scanner and, was on our way out so uh, four and a half hours of driving to watch the race like i usually do at home in the garage well (laughs) all right all right so fair enough but what did you think i mean all that aside what'd you think of MI? like the track the facility you know what what, what was was first time there right like i mean what'd you think right it was it was a little bit getting used to you know i'm not used to going to places where it's a lot of in and out of the gate so yes. a lot of the stuff the scanner pickup was outside the gate. So you got to keep going back and forth a little bit, but 
um, once you feel your way around, I think that's pretty good. Absolutely. So you will go back and give it another shot, though, for sure. I will go back. I wish there was two races here still, so I could have had another shot earlier. Right. But now I got to wait till next year. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. No, I hear you. Um, all right. Well, th- and that just means, you know, the every experience going forward, it's never going to rain for you because it rained at your first one, you know, so it's going to be perfect here on out for you. I have all the confidence yeah, we'll, in the world. On we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's run down our uh, standings here. Uh, top 10 segment two with just a couple left. Uh, Brett Morrison first with 1109. David James in second, 1106. Pete Curvin third, 1094. Jeff in fourth, 1080. Robert Riggs in fifth, 1079. Josh Rolfe in sixth with 1061. Kristen Hoglin in seventh with 1053. Yours truly in eighth with 1052. Kim James in ninth. Austin Cook in tenth with 1044. Uh, bonus points, we got Kristen Hoglin in first with 17. David James in second with 14th. Jason Dickus, Tony LeBay with 11. Uh, and then we got Brad, Brian, Henry, Josh, Justin, Kyle, Logan, Mark, and Stefan all with 10. And it's on down from there. Uh, let's see here. Over. Oh, well, shoot. Oh, Dan, I forgot. Uh, your picks this weekend. Uh, you know, a bittersweet at least you picked both race winners which was pretty badass so uh i did and i didn't think that would happen after i found out you were picking the same guy in the cup race (laughs) it worked out for us for sure uh all right our cumulative standings here in first place Kristen Hoglin, 22.87. Aaron Studwell in second, 21.67. Uh, Justin Hughes, Brett Morris, Stephen DFS NASCAR guy. Uh, Kim James in sixth. Robert Riggs in seventh. Uh, Henry Fletcher, eighth. David James, ninth. Matt Crowd, tenth. Jason Dickus, eleventh. Josh Rolfe in twelfth. John Etwinsel in thirteenth. Kevin Hahn, fourteenth. Joel Noll, fifteenth. John Warrington, 16th. I am still in 17th with 2,099. I'm four points out of 16th uh, with some wild card races ahead of us. I am nervous that I am not going to make the playoffs. Uh, Dan, I, I don't know, man. I, you, you need a, 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 a Hail Mary here to... Uh, to yeah, no, out. I'm like Harvick. I will not be making the playoffs. <laughs> no, well, he will be now, so, you know. Yeah, he will. That's why I said I'm like for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not making it. You're not making it. All right. Well, what do you say, Dan? You ready to make some picks for this week at uh, Richmond? I'm ready. Let's do it. Uh, all right, Lap Traffic Fantasy players, we are headed to Richmond with just three races to go in the regular season. As I mentioned earlier, Toyota has won nine of the last 13. So if you've got some Toyota drivers left to pick, now might be a good time to use them. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., three wins in the last six races at Richmond and is still winless in 2022. He needs a win if he's going to make the playoffs. And what about Kyle Busch, who's finished outside the top 10 the most times in his career? Can he turn it around at Richmond? Uh, And what about Bubba Wallace? Can he back up his P2? with a win this weekend who will get it done at the short track we'll find out this weekend but first it is time for our picks dan truck series who you rolling with all right for the trucks this was a a tough one but i'm gonna go with zane smith zane smith all right well you don't have to worry about us duplicating picks there because i am gonna play it safe with john hunter nemechek um all right and now here's where we'll separate the men from the boys 
Cup Series, sir. Who are you going with for Richmond? Well, I didn't have a lot of picks left in Lopatosa, so I'm going to hope going and take uh, Joey Logano. Joey Logano. All right. Going with a Ford. Uh, I am torn. I've got two numbers written down here. I've got the 18 of Kyle Busch, or I've got the 24 of William Byron. Uh, Toyota has shown speed. Kyle probably would have finished inside the top 10 had he not wrecked. Uh, so I am going to roll with the 18 of Kyle Busch for a rebound this weekend at Richmond. There you have it. Uh, alrighty, sir. Well, listen, best of luck. Great to have you on the show. I'll talk to you a little later and, uh, hope you have a great rest of the week, man. Sounds good. You too. All right, man. We'll see ya. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 288 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Joey Logano, Jeff Striegel, The Orange Cone, all the ARCA drivers, Brian Newdorf, and Dan Sherwood for coming on the show. Hope you all enjoyed this one. Like I said, I'll probably be taking next week off, but we'll be back in a couple weeks. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!